So, welcome to the podcast today. Welcome to the Chaos Cast. We're glad to have you here. We hope you enjoy today's topics. Um, we're covering a, ri- a wide range of different uh, news topics, but we're going to cover some specific stuff to educate you a little better about just the crap that's going on around you in the world and how to be better prepared for it. And uh, we hope you enjoy this ne- this new installment of the Chaos Cast. So are you ready? Why don't you get ready with us at ReadyWise? We've got a new code, CHAOS10, all lowercase letters. And you can go to the link in the description to our website where you hit the ReadyWise link. And you'll help this podcast. You'll help this social media brand. And you'll also help yourself because you're going to save 10% on your purchase. Now, we'd also like you to go to our website and join our email subscriber list for exclusive articles for newsletters and exclusive deals like ReadyWise deal where we save you 10% because they're not the only place we can save you 10% because we got black beer fire starters and we're working on pack fresh if you're wanting to pack your own food so uh yeah we got a lot of great deals for you there go join the email subscriber list and while you're there go check out the merch store and get you a happy gun shirt you know in a world full of gun negativity you may want to spread gun positivity how are you going to do that well with the dementedly happy gun we put this guy on a shirt for you to show your gun positivity everywhere you go and everybody loves the happy gun shirt that's $23.98 and that includes your shipping And also, go check out the gear store where we have our cool, awesome, wonderful bush augers. The Scotch-Eye bush auger. Uh, Right now, the price is around $15. And you can literally create anything you want with this awesome bush auger. So, go check it out, my friends. And check out all the sponsors and the blog and every amenity we have there. We're always working on new things for you to be better prepared and again get ready with us at ReadyWise chaos 10 all lowercase saves you 10 percent if you go through our link thank you friends hope you enjoy the chaos welcome to the chaos cast we are glad to have you here this week on uh what is it, February the 27th at 1.11 p.m. We, we've got a good show for you today. We've got a good topic today. And um, I, I'm just going to tell you, it, it's it's wild when you actually just start looking at the list of what's going on. So j- just to let you know some of the stuff that's, that's happened just like since yesterday, um, we had a chemical spill. Now, we're, hey, we're not talking about East Palestine. We had a chemical spill reported in DeSoto County uh, Saturday. Um, I believe this was, was this? Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, crews worked through the night to clean up the affected areas. This was hydrofluoric acid spilled into a creek. Uh, we actually have a video up on uh, TikTok right now showing... You know exactly what's happening there. Um, it, it's it's kind of wild. I mean, 
every time you turn around, last week we, we talked about the derailments, all these derailments. We talked about everything that's been happening, um, how it's happened before, and they've tried to cover it up. But now it's just a more, on a more uh, massive scale. Uh, but so this week we had uh, a fire start in a uh, in in the Y11 or the Y12 plant. Mixed up uh, the uranium uh, refinement uh, plant. It's actually Oak Ridge, but I, I put up Knoxville because that was a pretty good center point for everybody. Uh, but yeah, we had that fire there. There was uh, rest, you know, uh, there, there was a uh, shelter in place given to the people there. And then I had a lot of people that come in on the show that come in and talk with us uh, all the time. You know, they contact me in the DMs and such talking about a very you know just um pungent smell in the area after the fire now mad nana jamma was one of the first ones to come in and and bring this to my attention so i started researching it we got a video up it blew up uh, and it was just a local news station you know that came up and you had everybody coming in this this is nothing this is this this is normal uh people thinking a couple of accidents is, is just bad it's not a couple of accidents that we're looking at. Now, again, uh, right now we're at 16 people right now on TikTok. I don't know what's happening. I must have done something to make them mad. But uh, if you're just now coming in, let's share this thing out. Uh, let's get some more folks in here. Share this out to your social. Share this out to uh, your friends on TikTok, Clapper, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. Let's get this out there. And, again, if you got to step out, we're going to have this up on the podcast and recap on uh, Facebook and YouTube, but the podcast will have a little extra stuff. But yeah, um, it, it's wild because not only did we have that, we had a number of other spills, diesel fuel spills. We had uh, attacks on uh, pipelines. We had an explosion at a welding plant. We had um, a, a fire. Uh, we had another fire. Uh, two, or two fires, two different factories in Ohio, near East Palestine. Then we had uh, three, uh, three, ex- three fires. Or it was it one of them might have turned to an explosion at, at the same oil company, but in three different facilities over North America, around North America. So three different uh, facilities. The same day, the same company had, uh, you know, some some destructive acts implemented upon them. Hey, Sherry, good to see you. We got uh, my, my mentor, the Red-Headed Rebel. She is, uh, if you're looking for a good coach, uh, go check her out. Uh, we're seeing her on Facebook right now. She's come in. First time she's come in on Facebook. But, um, yeah, we had all that st- that number of things that happened last week and much more. I mean, I can't keep up with what we are seeing. I can't keep up with the things that we are seeing happening just around the country. Now, um, also, here, here's some big things when it comes to the World War II front. Uh, now, this is Al, Je- Al Jazeera. A Russian A-50 military surveillance aircraft has been damaged in a drone attack at an airfield near the Belarusian capital of Minsk. Uh, according to Belarus um, uh, partisans and members of the exiled opposition. So, this is basically an attack. So you have an attack, you know, this is not just in Ukraine, this is not just Russia, this is Belarus. They have talked about 
if they were they felt their sovereignty was threatened they were going to get into this war now poland is setting up you know just massive um anti-tank structures that they are preparing for war we have tons of equipment coming in to ukraine um i feel like we're just waiting for that first shot we're waiting for that first person to pull the trigger now we had north korea they have uh, announced that they are a nuclear power uh, you know i think it was last year or the year before they are um they are uh basically what they're what they're um saying is they are reserving the right to preemptively attack if they feel the need to with nuclear weapons so russia has pulled out of the uh i believe it was uh we had a treaty that we that we were in a nuclear arms treaty russia's pulled out um both countries russia and u.s have decided hey we're going to reserve the right to use these uh missiles um, so we got all this happening, and in the middle of all of this, we're having cyber attacks, we're having power grid attacks, we're having uh, supply chain, food supply damage. It's 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 insane what we're seeing. Now here's here's one more good little thing from the Eurasian Times for you. China is is going to supply hundreds of suicide drones to Russia by April, um, and, and they will activate the Su-27 fighters. Uh, this is uh, German media that is one of their sources. So this thing's ramping up, folks. Now, those of you that would like to say, well, this is fear monger. Well, you, you might ought to be a little afeard. You might ought to be a little scared. Uh, now, you might be, you need to be, definitely need to be concerned. You know, our motto here, uh, uh, always prepared, never scared. And we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end. The, the way to always be prepared and never scared. We'll talk about that t- towards the end. So share this out with your friends. Uh, bring, bring, uh, bring, bring on uh, in all your friends out there that you can muster. Hey, we got a lot of news to talk about. So we know about the power grid attacks. So we know about the handful that they talked about towards the end of the year. So here's a, here's a number for you. This comes from Time Magazine. Said attacks and suspicious activity at U.S. power stations reached a decade-long high last year, with more than 100 reported incidents in the first eight months of 2022, according to a time review of the Department of Energy's most recent data, which runs through August. Since then, there have been at least 18 more publicly reported attacks or potential attacks on substations and power plants in Florida, North Carolina, Oregon, South Carolina, and Washington. So that's just the ones that have been reported. So, man, we got that. That's just your power grid. Now, one of the uh, videos we posted um, here last week was of um, it was a renewable energy uh, facility. That renewable renewable energy facility had been on fire for around a week. They had evacuated the people around it. This is not the only renewable energy fire we've seen. We've seen one out in California. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. And what happened there was a man drove his car into that 
uh, solar power facility, set it on fire, and it was taken out of commission for a while. Um, so yeah, well, we're we are we are seeing massive amounts of things. But hey, wait, there's more. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, now a growing number of cyber attacks on the healthcare industry. Now this is uh, from uh, one of the dot govs. I pulled this up from um, a growing number of. A growing number of cyber attacks on the healthcare industry contributed to the overall upswing in 2022's cyber attack landscape. Healthcare facilities in the U.S. alone saw an average of 1,410 weekly cyber attacks per organization per organization in 2022, an 86% increase compared to the previous year. The upsurge in attacks on healthcare is likely due to the value of health insurance information and medical records and social security numbers. So that was just one area. But then there was massive amounts of utilities and other uh, facilities that were seeing cyber attacks. And then they went into cyber attacks that were by governments, uh, uh, you know, other mal actors. I'm talking about this, this is crazy. But one of the craziest things that we've seen is all the mysterious fires at our uh, food processing facilities. Now, I'm going to have this posted on the blog, so you can go look at an in-depth look there at the blog. Uh, we're going to have all this information in blog form. We're going to have maybe some extra stuff on there. Uh, join the email list because we right now we're, ge- we're generating a lot of content there working on the um, chaos tales it is a dystopian apocalyptic uh, anthology we're going to try and drop one of those a month for right now uh, sometimes it's going to be a storybook form sometimes it's going to be in a comic book graphic novel type form we're working on one called the stand at pottersville right now it's a it's a it's a neo apocalyptic western type scenario it's going to be different types of scenarios we're also working on um we got an an ai story that i've got printed out but i need to get pictures too we got another one that's up now about um called the seeds of the future so we got that up and that's talking about just a space type story so you can go check that out but go join the email list you'll get the notifications for these things you'll be able to read these stories um, just, just that's just a little entertainment, you know. I'm getting my creative bug out, you know, and getting some art on there. But 95, 95 different facilities that um, have been attacked, and we're talking about irrigation. We're talking about uh, processing plants, a lot of chicken farms, uh, a lot of turkey farms. Uh, then we have um, we we have the bird flu. This new avian flu that's supposedly happening, you know, it's, it's circulating around down in South America. And here recently, I was, this is wild stuff. So we're going to kind of get into this just a little bit briefly here. I'm going to do a, a specific thing on this. 
But I was talking to the guy at Track Supply. I went to get chicks. Now, I'm going to explain why I had to go to Track Supply to get chicks here in a second, why I didn't order them. But we were talking, he said the government had killed hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of birds here recently. What he said was a supposed avian flu uh, outbreak. And he said there was nothing wrong with those birds. He didn't believe. Okay, no, why he believed that, I'm not sure, but he dealt heavily with chicken, uh, the chicken uh, department there. He had his his suspicions and whatnot, whatever they were. But either way, if this is turned loose and then we have a whole new strain coming through, it's going to decimate our poultry industry. It's going to, you know, chicken, everybody eats chicken. It's, it's so critical to our infrastructure, uh, our food infrastructure, that the Department of Defense keeps a very close eye. They go to a lot of the uh, local farm meetings, different representatives around the country. They, they're going in to just kind of gather information, see what is happening. So I'm going to tell you on this point, isolate your chickens. Do not bring a lot of outside uh, birds into your flock right now if you can help it. Isolate those birds away from your flock if you do bring them in. And um, yeah, that's um, Ricochet says on average, a chicken processing plant runs 300,000 birds a day. 300,000 birds a day. Uh, you imagine if we had some mass epidemic, whether it's engineered, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, it, it's going to affect us. We eat a lot of chicken, we eat a lot of beef. I mean, we eat a lot of beef and pork. We eat a lot of meat in general. We probably consume more meat here in America than any other country in the world. So, yeah, there's that. But it is very concerning to see the food infrastructure because so many people have forgotten how to grow their own food. So many people don't know how to survive without the supply chain. You know, And I'm talking about this is going to affect everybody. Because if there's no food on the shelves, if there's nobody buying food, there's not even going to be any food in the garbage. And you can't hunt your way out of this because we consume more animals per year than really are probably, you know, that we can hunt out in the wild, you know, out of the wildlife. I'm not going to say there's more animal, you know, more animals in livestock than there are in the wild, but there's a, it's, it's very, we're not going to be able to consume everything. You're going to have massive hordes of people going out and ruining a lot of that meat, too, just out of hunger. So this is wild. Now, we did recently have a facility. We had a facility that uh, that supplies Costco and Walmart that that said they can no longer supply them anymore. So, you, so be ready to look at your shelves with your chicken getting a lot more bare. Um, and I would heard, you know, some rumors of this. A while back, talking to a friend, he owns ten chicken houses. They they do it. They raise hundreds of thousands of chickens, and usually they, they this is every uh, every forty days they get a, a you know, five hundred thousand chickens in. So he was talking a year or so ago. There's going to be some issues with chickens. Then I was talking to a friend that went to a chicken house, and they had chickens that were having to be euthanized because they were they were past their harvest. They, and, and they couldn't afford to keep putting feed into these animals. And we're seeing this around the country. Now, I've been talking to people a lot about preparing, getting what you need. You're going to need it that first initial part because there's just not, 
I mean, you can't go in and take what's not in the stores. And you do need to have a way to defend that because when there's nothing in the stores, well, I mean, we recently had a fight over food at Audi. Uh, this is one of the headlines I was looking at. Then we had the Audi and the number of grocery stores that were just wiped out during the Buffalo incident. Then when the tornadoes hit down in Alabama, you had a lot of looting in the stores down here. So you're going to need to protect stuff because when they go to the store, the stores are empty. They're going to be coming to you. And my plan is if I, what I can't get out of here, what I don't have, what I have on site, if people were to show up here, I'm just going to burn it and leave. Because I'll make it. If you didn't prepare, I, I mean, I hate to do that. I'll help anybody that I can. If you come here, I'm just telling you, I mean, you're not going to find nothing but ashes probably and a couple, couple pieces of lead. They'll be flying through there. But... Yeah, it's gonna. It, it can. It's there's the possibility for things to get worse. And I feel like the government is preparing for this. They know something's happening because there's also now footage coming out about some rural, you know, just real rural isolated areas in California. You know, some farm areas. And so these what recently happened was, you know, there have been these mile long, mile long tanker chains of trains on rail. Uh, lines that are, they rarely ever see trains coming through there. They rarely ever have any kind of fuel tanks on them. And so these have been sitting here for months and we're talking about just tons of this. And so there's a lady, she's out here with a video and she, she had heard about this. This was the big talk at a local meeting. She was visiting one of her friends, said, I've not heard about this. So she goes out to this guy's farm and she just pans it down through there and they're just going for miles down the track there's no end to it and, and it's all fuel it's it seems to be fuel from what I, I was looking at or it could have possibly been some kind of chemicals but they, they have these setting out in the middle of nowhere and hey why are they getting ready for something uh you know there, there's been these instances where they're they're training soldiers how to butcher meat how to like literally you know how to process a whole cow how to take the bones and pull it down make bone broth and use every part of this animal they're, they're teaching our soldiers some farming right now my friends why are they doing that are they looking at a possible collapse of the supply chain and the military may have to step in to aid the public in certain processing of uh livestock uh, what, what are we looking at man? What, what i mean we're looking at something that's very concerning whether you believe this is all fear-mongering, whether you believe this is all fake news, whatever you believe this is, I'm telling you, you better have a plan. You better have a, 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 just some way of feeding yourself. Thank you, User26, for sharing this out. Um, again, hit that follow button if you're new. We got all kinds of content. We try to keep news up. We try to keep different... Uh, different uh videos up to show you how to prepare so do that share this out let's get some folks in here let's grow this audience right now today um ready wise we've got the link on our um on our site we've got a 10 percent discount to save you some money uh we recently went through some new negotiations over our um our code and they, they you know used to i got 10 percent of every sale and you saved 10 percent they offered me, well, we, we only can do 15%. And they said, you can take 10% and give them 5% or you can take 5% and give them 10%. I said, I'm going to take 5 So I'm not even really making much now. 
I might get some free food here and there. So, you know, I got some camping meals because I'm going to be trying to take me a good hike. You know, because life goes on. I can't sit here, you know, just continuously worried all the time. You, I, I suggest you don't do that either. But if you're looking to have an emergency, you need to have something in case you got to get up and move. You know, if there is uh, some kind of nuclear attack, some kind of dirty bomb, like the instance in Palestine, Ohio, where they had to get up and leave their homes. They may not even be able to live where they used to live. So have some food packed away, at least a three-day supply, possibly a two-week supply that you can get up and take with you and no better place to look than ReadyWise. And you can use uh, code CHAOS10. That's lowercase 10. You can go through the link on our site. Um, that's going to save you 10% on food products. So that, that does not extend to their uh, other survival products and whatnot. But right now, if you're worried about eggs, they've got powdered eggs. Uh, we got, we got I, I don't know if I put the video up, but we're going to get a video up of the powdered eggs. So, um, yeah, they've got that. Good alternative. You can use them for cooking. Heck, I got butter powder off there. I got... Uh, a, a milk, a white milk constitute powder. I got the things to cook with. I got number 10 cans of ground meat, number 10 cans of uh, of cubed up chopped up chicken. Um, and, and then they have their camping meals. They have their different uh, uh, adventure meals. They have their soups. They even have huge bags of soups to feed large groups. So those would be great to add with rice and beans and whatnot, Jeff, because that, that's going to be it's gonna you're gonna get tired of rice and beans real quick. I thank y'all for those follows, Bradley, uh, Lefford, and Carolyn Sprinkle Grove. Thanks for that follow and thank you for that share. User 26. Again, share this out. Hit that like button. We're at 719 likes. Donna Pompa, thank you for the follow. Uh, hit that like button. Let's get this out there. Jamie Creekmore, good to see you in here. Angela C. Gilstrap, good to see you. So. Eh, eh, more and more every day, I'm, I'm glad that I started this journey of preparedness years ago. Um, I had a lot of people that acted like I was crazy, <laughs> that acted like that it, it was, and you get that way to a degree in the beginning because you begin to look at all these things <laughs> and, and it overwhelms you. And you get that wild-eyed look like this, and then you get to looking at conspiracies at times. And, and that that really can take you down a rabbit trail, a rabbit hole. Uh, but then you kind of one day you kind of come up and say, I, got, "I can't let this rule my life," and and nobody wants to listen to what I'm saying. So I'm going to focus on me. And that that's kind of I had that brief time where I, I was just kind of oh crap. And everybody's like, "They ain't nothing going to happen." So then I'm like, "You know what? I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing." And then <laughs> the pandemic hit, and I had people contacting me out the yin-yang what is going on what do i need to do um do i need to do that and so then people are asking questions then this stuff on social media takes off so i'm telling you, you your family may act like you're crazy but you're, you're probably one disaster away from them calling you and saying what do i need to do i got a friend his dad you know ridiculed him for years now his dad's talking about buying property making a homestead and 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 getting out of dodge and now they're prepping together where they used to kind of fight over it now they're prepping together so um if you don't understand the 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 the, the weight and gravity of the situation recently i was watching a, a youtuber called canadian Prayer. he had the 
the infamous Joel Salatan come on. Now, Joe Salatan is uh, the owner uh, and operator of Polyface Farms. They have an open door policy. They are a completely organic farm. He's one of the, the, the leaders in this field. He has many a number of books, one of which I own called Pasture Poultry Profits, and it's how to run chickens across uh, you know land and to make a profit out of that. So Joe Salatan comes on here. He's been interviewed, and, they're and Canadian pre uh, Prepper is talking to him about you know what he's seen. He says, I've had tons of people call me about um, you know, what do I need to do here starting homestead? So we got the homesteading movements in full swing. The millennials back to farming movement. It was the biggest surprise of the age. Everybody thought we, we were not going to make it. And all of a sudden millennials started farming and not just any type of farming. They started doing like the hard kind of farming, the organic farming, the hand and the handcraft and labor intensive kind of because a lot of them couldn't afford to buy the big equipment that farming uses now. So they had to start pulling out stuff out the box from the old days. Uh, you know, hand, you know, these these hand uh, broad forks, using that. But Joe Salatan, anyways, you know, everybody in, in the millennial back to back to farming movement knows who he is. If you don't, go look him up. He's got tons of information online where he helps people that he just puts out there for free. So he tells Canadian Prepper, this is the big, the big thing he tells him. He had three billionaires that called him wanting to create uh, like a, a, a farming, homestead, organic uh, type bunker for the animals and the farm. They were looking at something that could be protected, how they would do it. So now, you know, he's going through the process and, and you know, this is part of his business is helping people set this up. So... He is, he is being called by the elite. Now, we know the rich are buying up, you know, farmland at an insane rate. We know the rich are putting in uh, their businesses, their, their co companies, their corporations. They are putting, uh, they're putting massive amounts of bunkers in the ground. You know, unprecedented rate to the point. The guy who come up with, you know, the bunker system that the average man can afford can no longer provide that to people because it, it he, he's having to raise the price so much because so many people are calling him, so many rich people are calling him to, to put these in the ground for them. Governments of the world are creating tons of bunker systems right now. People see things coming. I seen a recent, this is a, this is unverified, but there, there was talk of you know Russia planning on launching a nuclear missile into um, the into the uh, Yellowstone believe, uh, am I thinking the right one I believe it was the the Yellowstone volcano you know you got the the one volcano big huge massive mega volcano underground launching a nuclear missile into it to destabilize it and cause that thing to go off. That that be that would affect the whole world. That would affect the whole world if that thing went off. Uh, there's there's a, a book series about that exact thing, not not the nuclear missile, but that volcano going off called Ash Fall. When you read it, it gets pretty dark, you know. Now, will that be exactly how that happens? I'm not sure. But, you know, and, and a lot of people, science scientists speculate that's not the most likely scenario, but it gives you a good idea of what could happen. 
and uh, how it would affect nature, how it would affect people, uh, what, what society would do, uh, how, how much it would overwhelm governments. But, um, yeah, three billionaires contacting one of the top names in, uh, you know, sustainable farming, you know. Hey, what can we do to create to, to create a sustainable farm that you know protected a bunker type deal, and that that's that's really telling. It's really telling of, of what we're dealing with. They're they're preparing. They've been preparing. And while you're listening to the narrative on the news that oh this is fear mongering, nothing's nothing's happening, everything's okay. You know they said the same thing up in East Palestine, Ohio, and now like you can't drink the water. It's, 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 it's contaminating uh, the river. It's, it's going towards um, the Mississippi. They're, they're, they're pretty well expecting it to hit the Mississippi. You're seeing towns well away experiencing issues. Uh, you had a steel mill that caught on fire, and then you had metal rain. Metal rain. Metal rain in the area. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Folks, have a, have a plan. Have a plan. Have an evacuation plan. Have a place to go if you got to go. I don't recommend FEMA camps, but if that's the only option you got, that's the only option you're going to have. That's why you need to be prepared. Um, but it's going to be chaos. It, we're on the edge of chaos, folks. We are on the edge of chaos. Edge 29 chaos preparedness is is why we named this because we've seen the chaos coming you've seen the chaos coming we want to have you get prepared for it do the best that we can right now we um <clears throat> we're we're uh, working with pack fresh usa uh they are a mylar uh, uh like they make mylar bags and food storage bags and different amenities for that so if you're looking to put up you know a lot of food with a 25 year shelf life hey we can get you 10 percent off there uh, with code EDGE. So that's something to go look at. We also have a deal with Blackbeard Fire Starters, some of the best fire starters you're going to find. Like they literally are cutting pieces off this rope, throwing it in the water, lighting it on fire, and it's sitting there floating on fire in a bucket of water. So, hey, it's good stuff. We can get you 10% off there with code EDGE. Those are all capital letters on those codes when you go uh, through the links or to the sites. So remember that, folks. But... Get you get, if you don't buy my stuff, go to Walmart and get something. If if you if, go to the flea market and buy something, learn from the videos we've got on here and countless other preppers have put on here to to learn to do this without having to spend your money. I'd rather you not spend your money and be prepared than for me to get any kind of commission. You know that's that's just something we use to try and generate you know a way to keep this all going and and uh, pay for things because there's costs in what I do. This is a ministry that I do and usually I try to provide everything free that I can except you know t-shirts that we make, happy gun shirts which you can get at our merch store. It's, uh, the link's in the bio but s29chaos.com is the site. Um, but <clears throat> kind of just getting to that being always being prepared never scared. How do you do that? The, the, the thing I really look at with that, it, it's, it's not got anything to do with anything I can put in my home. It's not got anything to do with anything I could put in my home. Uh, I can have all the ammo, all the guns, all the 
all the food. I can have a number of things here and none of it could help me. I could die. I could, I could lose it all in a fire. I could have it taken. But the thing that I look at the most is my relationship with Christ. You know, he, he knows the future. He, he, he sees it all. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He, he has all power. And during these times, I trust the Lord because I can't do it. I look to a higher power. Just like those folks in AA. Hey, when it comes to survival, when it comes to life, sometimes you got to look to something beyond yourself, beyond the doctors, beyond the military, beyond the government because they can't even You, you need to really take a look at Jesus, my friends. Got a little thing I like to read from Grace from the Moment with uh, Max Licato. It says, What God has done, you have been saved by God's grace. Ephesians 2 and 5. Max goes on to say this in an excerpt from his book, He Still Moves Stones. He says, read slowly and carefully Paul's description of what God has done for you. When you were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self, God made you alive with Christ and he forgave all our sins. He canceled the debt which listed all the rules we failed follow. He took away that record with its rules and nailed it to the cross. God stripped the spiritual rulers and powers of their authority with the cross. He won the victory and showed the world that they were powerless. As you look at the words above, answer this question, who is doing the work you or God who is active you or God who is doing the saving you or God my friend some things are beyond us sometimes we're not enough sometimes we do need a crutch sometimes we do need help and I'm offering you that right here today. I'm, I'm putting that out there for you. If you are in a place that you're not comfortable with, if, if you are in a struggle, whether it be mentally or physically or spiritually, there's help. There's help. And he don't need your help to fix you. No matter how hard you feel like fixing you would be, He's got this. He's got this. You just got to let him have it. That's the thing. So, this is the part where we pray. I say a prayer with you. And if you have that need in your life, if you have that interest in your soul, for that kind of help, 
And we understand if you don't believe this. We understand if you don't agree with this. We don't make anybody stay here. You know, we understand different beliefs. But if you're looking for something, why don't you try Jesus? Just give him a little try. Ask him to prove himself to you. Because I can guarantee you, he will. I've, I've seen him do this many times in my life. So many times, so much that it's beyond coincidence. It's, it's statistically beyond coincidence what I've seen. See, I, my, my proof for God is, is what's happened in my life. It's not scientific proof. There is some out there, I believe. A, a majority uh, of it is uh, very good evidence that people reject. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not worried about that evidence. The evidence has, has been proven to me by him in my life. And so if you're in need of something like that, if you are if you are hungry for something more, if you're desiring for a relationship that's different than any relationship you've ever had, I, I, I implore you, hey, look at Christ. Give him a chance in your life. What do you got to lose? <laughs> if he's imaginary, then you just... Had a little experiment, a little experience. But if he's real, that little instance of trusting in him may be the thing that changes your complete life. So we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And I'm going to pray for all of you that have come through here. And I'm going to pray that God gives you strength in the days to come and wisdom on the decisions to make. And and guidance through all this. We got Gorgeous coming in. How you doing, Gorgeous? Good to see you in here, Gorgeous. So we're going to go to prayer, and then I'm going to end the podcast. And we're going to go into some uh, live talk. Um, if anybody that was wanting to come up and have a conversation, we'll, we'll try that. Um, bring that up. So have your hand up. Have the notification up before we end it, and we'll talk not then i'm gonna go in there and finish supper but uh dear heavenly father i I pray right now you see those that are scared you see those that have fear uh you see those that are troubled by what they're seeing god i feel like we are truly in a unique time like we've never seen before that if you do tarry and do not return during this time that we will see uh, just a time in the history books that they'll, that they'll never forget. That it'll it'll ring through the ages. Or if you come back, Lord God, it's going to be even worse than what we're seeing now. Because you predicted that in your prophecies. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you protect our friends. You protect the viewers. You protect the followers. You even protect the trolls, Lord, that may come through here that cause problems, God. They, they need you too. I pray that you help them to have some mode of preparation for the times that come. But I pray most of all, God, that they find you in their hearts. They accept you as their Savior. They give their sins to you and let you begin to cleanse them. And that relationship with you begin to push the desires out of their heart for those sins so that they have a, have a more capable life a more fruitful life and a better life, Lord God. More able to love and live in you, Jesus. Pray that you just continue to help this show spread, continue to bring in more people 
Continue to use us, Lord God, in a powerful way to help people. Continue to put your spirit upon me and guide me in how to help folks and how to talk with folks and, and to continue glorifying you in the actions, Lord God. I pray that you guard my heart and help me not to give people the wrong information or the wrong thing. Help me to bring them good, viable content that will help them, God. Uh, this is a call that you've placed here, God, and I pray that you help me to heed it, Lord. And if there's a call on our friends out here in the audience today, I pray that you help them to heed that call. In Jesus' name we pray. And they all said, amen. So if you're on the podcast, stay tuned. We're going to have some exclusive podcast content like normal. Uh, we'll have that. So again, if you listen to this and you're looking for more information in this direction, the podcast will have more. The blog will have other things too because we'll put this uh, show report up. And we'll have some different things there. We got old Life with Derek in here. I didn't see you come in there, buddy. Good to see you. But um, if there's no hands raised, we are going to end the podcast. Uh, let's see here. Y'all have a good All right, so... This is the part where we kind of talk about, you know, we've had all this engineered catastrophe stuff in the water. I think we've actually even had more happen since. There was another chemical spill in, um, uh, it it was in a creek that feeds into the Mississippi River. Um, This was near Memphis, Tennessee, Mississippi area. So, yeah, we've had more happen. And it seems more and more that, you know, our food, our water, our fuel, everything is being hit in some way. And I always try to give you good advice on how to be prepared, best be prepared for this. And, and, and the main thing we got to look at is water. Now, if they contaminate the water, they're, they're gonna, it's going to get into the groundwater. It's going to get into the wells. It's going to get into the, the, uh, the streams. It's, it's going to get into everything. Because what we're seeing is a lot of forever chemicals get in the water. It means they're not going to go away. You're not. I don't even think you're going to be able to boil them away or filter them away. They're, they're going to contaminate that water. Right now in East Palestine, Ohio, they're telling people not to drink the water. Now, we also reported on the fire at the uh, uranium uh, processing or uranium refinement plant. In, uh, it's over, it's near uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, um, the Oak Ridge plant. And they already tell them not to drink the water and, and probably can't boil it out, likely. Um, but you're going to want water preps. Now, I have a certain amount of water preps, and I have a well. I have a way to bail water out of that well. And it's not like an old well, an old bucket bailing well. This is a, a big old metal pipe that's run hundreds, of, a couple hundred feet down to the bedrock to a natural river. So if that water got contaminated, you know, that's my main source. Here, you know, I would have to make sure I had other sources. And these are things that, you know, like I said, I'm always working on things, but you're going to want, you might take some rain barrels and I'm not talking about using them then as rain and catchment, I, um, but I would have those rain barrels filled with, you know, good, clean, filtered water, tap water, uh, and, and have them in a cool, dry place and keep them treated because long-term storage, you're going to have to treat that water, um, you know, if you're keeping it long-term. 
Um, I would have bottled water on hand. I'd have jugs of water on hand. And the minute something happened, the minute something happened, I would start filling up containers. I would fill the bathtub up. Now, a good way to do this, they actually sell these big plastic container, these big plastic bags, basically, with a pump that you can fill up with water from your bathtub and it fills the whole bathtub up it it basically turns your bathtub into a huge water storage container now another route is your rain bar- uh, your uh, like i said your rain barrels but you can buy livestock uh, water containment barrels from places like tractor supply and they will have a lot of what you need as far as your water is concerned um, because they're trying to help you with keeping livestock water that may be in fields that don't have water sources. So you're going to have these huge tanks. Now, there are people that have to buy water in certain areas. They don't have wells or whatnot. And they'll have thousands of gallon tanks buried under the ground. This is the route that you would want to go, especially if you're raising a small, have a home, small homestead and you're dependent on a groundwater source or uh, even, you know, we call it city water out here. Got that old city water hooked up, didn't you? Thank you, fancy. But uh, <laughs> that's why they used to act, you know, because everybody had well water at the time. Most people run off my great-grandfather's well, which is the well I own now. Uh, yeah, it got sold out to family or to, got sold to extended family, but I bought this house back when I got old enough to, you know, get a home. And so, yeah, we got... Papa's well out there and my dad used to run off that well they actually dug a hole <laughs> across the road and run a pipe down there to it so when my cousin bought it uh daddy decided to get on city water so we got on city water and my cousins would all be, always be like we got that good fresh well water you're drinking that crap out the faucet and uh yeah it was just crap hey well water versus city water is a big thing out here in alabama you know we just now in the last three decades started getting you know a little civilized but you're gonna want to fill up anything and everything you can and having some of these huge containers on hand would be great uh i would already have them filled i would even possibly have them buried and uh ready to turn on gravity feed into my livestock pens so that if you are raising livestock this will be a huge concern i mean uh, what are you going to do with those animals if the water gets contaminated from something that happens upstream it could be a, a dirty bomb a nuclear bomb uh one of those uh hypersonic missiles went off in a uh come down on a city you know right near the mississippi river you know or even if it was shot down or they, you know what they say they can't even defend against these things so let's say that contaminant is coming downstream towards you. You would want to have these things in place because it you, you only got three days to go without water before you know you die of thirst. So these are the things you would be wanting to consider because, like I said, it's not like food. You can't go a month without food. You want to have it right there. The animals, they're going to need it, especially the chickens for egg production. Uh, if you have milk cows, they're going to need water uh, for you to get milk. So your, your whole, And your garden's going to need water. So, you know, it, that may be shot by then, but at the t- same time, it, the contaminants may have not got into the soil where you're at. And two, you may have it covered with a, a greenhouse. So you, you're going to need water. Your, your whole, you know, everything depends on water. So that, that would be what to do. I, I would be filling totes 
full of water. I'd even be go to filling the pans and old milk jugs. I'd, I might possibly pour the milk out. Now, if I know this is a major catastrophe and I'm going to need this water immediately, heck, I, I would even run to Tractor Supply if I was you and buy a couple extra 55 gallon drum, uh, 55 gallon drums, and just go fill them up. And then you got to think about your pools. Um, we have uh, uh, one of these Walmart pools, <laughs> and you know we, we would fill that thing up with fresh water. Uh, you know we've got the filter, we've got the sand, we would cover it the best we could. Um, you, you know that's that's the thing I do need to do research on is what I would cover that thing with. But if it's just a matter of a contaminant in the local uh, drinking water or groundwater. You know, that pool might come in handy for the whole community, you know, as far as water and livestock, keeping pets taken care of, even bathing and flushing toilets. Because if your water got turned off, and this is in any disaster, you don't have water being pumped because the grid's down. Um, you can still fill that tank. The septic tank's still going to work. Now, the sewage systems, if you're hooked up to uh, the city sewage, uh, yeah, that whole city water's debacle. Well, you got city water, you got city sewage or septic tank. So if you got a septic tank, you're still going to be able to pour water into the back of the toilet. Now, me personally, you know, if I've got a container uphill and I'm gravity feeding it for the animals, well, it wouldn't be hard to gravity feed another container into the um, the toilet and for, um, you know, that use. Um, also, you know, you'd have one that could run into your shower. Now, again, this is going to be clean water going into the shower. Now the toilet, I, I'm not sure with what you would be able to do, if you would be able to use a raining catchment to keep it flushing. But if it's contaminated with, with certain chemicals, you'd have to, you wouldn't even be able to have that coming gravity fed in your home. Again, it would be have to be fresh water of some type. And you might want to have a gray water system that's filtered to you to reuse that water to go into your gardens. You know, you reuse your bath water to even reuse some of the, the water you're flushing. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but... You know, that's uh, times call for desk measures. You know, the whole society's down. You're trying to make everything work, and there has been a lot of people that's looked at that have utilized and looked into human waste reclamation for fertilizer. So there's that too. So just remember that, folks. If you're out there using the, uh, uh, a latrine, a, a big old pit dug out in the back for you to crap in uh, when the power's down and the water's out. You can use that stuff to grow your garden. Just better compost it real good. But, yeah, the water is that main thing, you know, I wanted to talk about just, just here on the podcast, to, you know, to look at what is your water situation. Do you have water filters just for, let's say there isn't contaminants or dirty bombs. Let's say you're you're bugging out. Let's say you're, you're definitely not going to be able to carry all the water you're going to need. You're going to need something to filter it with. And um, ETA. We've worked with ETA. They have an, a, a water filtration bottle. It's it's you just squeeze it. You can take water from anywhere. I've actually got videos up on my social media, my short platform, short video platform, social media of me using this. And probably one of the nastiest creeks in our area, drinking the water. I didn't die. I didn't get sick. I, I feel great. I'm you know as great as I can. At almost 38, and my, you know I'm starting to get bones creaking from all the crazy stuff i did like getting thrown off horses and lifting too much weight when i'm in the gym and 
and walking on concrete floors in factories. Yeah, I'm feeling great. The water didn't kill me. So ETA's got that. Um, our, our affiliate ReadyWise, your discount code won't work for theirs, but they have a similar filtration system. Then you have the Sawyer. Uh, the Sawyer Mini, and they have actually bags that you can use to filter that water. So you're going to want some way to filter water. One of the big things that's come out lately is the grill. The grill seems to be like a, a really big thing, and you can actually, you just mash this filter down on the water, and it filters the water right there for you. So you can throw that water in your in your in in a bigger jug and then just filter some more until you fill your jug and then have the grill there filtered, uh, you know, filtered for your drinking right then. So you need to have water. Water's going to be the key thing. Water's, you know, key in everything. And you you may even want to have water testing kits if you if you feel like we're going to be in that scenario, so you can test the water you're taking from if you're having to travel, you know, out of an area. You know, there's a lot of crazy things going on. You know, we, we've talked a lot about that on this segment, the derailed segment. Um, pretty well, the sequel to the derailed segment. The derailed segment talked about a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what you know we had been seeing with east palestine and whatnot and how this had happened before now now one thing to note there are about 1500 accidents and spills and fires and things of that nature uh you know in any given year usually you know you got a lot of things but it just seems to be these things are affecting us more so than usual when it comes to our environment you know you don't you know, you're just seeing a lot more things, or maybe our media is just hyping it up, and, and it just seems a little more prevalent than what we, and it's just the same as it's always been, but either way, what if it's not? What if you need to have a good source of water because you're not going to be able to turn that faucet on? You're not going to be able to go out and get some and boil it, and you know, that's the big thing. You know, I study a lot of bushcraft survival. We're always talking about uh, boiling water, you know, but what if the water you going to get ain't good? You need to think about that, folks. Um, have those ways of filtering water. Have those ways of um, disinfecting water. Have ways of carrying water because you don't want to be near a water source. You know, I've talked about this a lot of times. Now, we sell a five-liter dry bag, and the reason I always push dry bags. Now, I've got 20-liter dry bags 10 liter dry bags, five liter dry bags. But the reason you want a dry, a dry bag is like a bucket. And I, I want you to think about the African savant. Now, where is the place the gazelle always seems to get to eat at? And not just by lions, but by leopards and possibly cheetah and, and those 15 foot crocodile. It's always at the watering hole. They take too long at the watering hole. So, Predators wait at resources, places they know you're going to be. If you're a hunter, think about it. You you hunt near water sources. You look for the animal where the animals are coming to get their drink. Predominantly, you look for those trails leading to the water, and you usually you might likely set up on that. I know a guy. He used to go squirrel hunting. He'd just put a boat, a flat bottom boat, in the river and float down. I mean, the creek, and he'd float down the creek with a 22 rifle and fill his tag and go back home. And he filled, he said, he said 20 or 30. So, you know, he was filling more than his tag, uh, according to our, our uh, Alabama's hunting laws. But, you know, that was what he was living off of, I believe. So he double filled his tag. Oh, you carry a boy with you and then you can get more. <laughs> 
carry his kid with him and make him feel attacked too and they're gonna have a bunch of squirrel dumplings but um yeah you know you got to think about that you don't want to be by the water source longer than you have to be and even in the african savannah the gazelle don't spend a lot of time near the water and hold during the drought they'll go up and get their drink and then they're gone and they're real skittish there so you want to go to that water source scoop up a five liter couple five liters 20 liter gallon bag or a 55 gallon drum liner or a garbage bag they they work with just as well uh be careful with your water with your carrying water in garbage bags make sure that garbage bag can retain the water but get it and go go back to your camp go back to your little hidey hole get 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 away from there where the predators will be if you can go in numbers and gather your water and leave you'll you'll see it in a time like that if it was a complete emp full grid collapse you would see people you know backing trucks up to the river and pumping water up in there for you know having a chain gang following or a a water chain you know uh, but what's them things they used to use the bucket the bucket brigades you'd have a little bucket brigade going with five gallon buckets filling it up you know you you want to have a way of gathering a five gallon bucket will work grab a five gallon bucket put a lid on it and run you know, and five-gallon bucket, by the way, is a great way to store a lot of water in a closet, possibly, because you do that in totes. They might, I've seen totes collapse a little, unless you get the really sturdy ones. But you can stack them five-gallon buckets on each other all day long full of water, and you got five gallons of water in each one of them, and that's enough drinking water for you and your family for at least a, a day, a couple days. If you're just one person, it's, it's you got you could probably put a month's worth of water up you know if you're just drinking it you know and cooking with it but i mean a lot of my ready wise meals need water you know a lot of uh you know again like ready wise it's all freeze-dried and dehydrated stuff so you have to have water boiled water to cook and again you can save money on that chaos 10 that's a shameless spill chaos 10 uh you can go follow the link um to edge29chaos.com yeah go to that link and uh use chaos 10 and you get 10 percent off but yeah that those ready wise meals you're gonna need water for them you're gonna need water for for your cooking for your dehydrated milk uh re, to reconstitute it you're gonna need it for hydration you're gonna need it for your hygiene hygiene's a big thing these are the things we need to be thinking about what is your water situation where are you at with your water situation now, i just want to throw that out there and i hope you folks uh think about that we've got a lot of content up about water storage i've give you a lot here so take that information and do something with it and get yourself prepared y'all have a good one folks thank you for joining the chaos cast so we thank you for listening to the chaos cast uh come on back give us a follow Go check out the sponsors in the description. And again, go join that uh, subscription email list on our website to get notifications of what's happening in our community. And we thank you now for joining our community and helping us get people prepared. Thanks, folks. Come on back.